Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 7 of The Cheerful Cynics with me Gaia and cheese pundit Pooj. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. So how's it going this week Pooj? Are you hung over today? Yes, I am. Uh-uh. I was anyway. I feel a lot better now um, because I was at your house drinking wine and eating cheese. Mm, feeling a bit sore today. I feel just very cheesed out. We had a lot of cheese. So many calories, <laughs> so much wine, so much it was whiskey. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, so it's, sore. It's good, but you know what would have helped me this morning? What? A big old coffee. Yeah. But why not? I, well, the thing is, I gave up caffeine. What? Uh, not permanently. Wow. Okay. But for at least. It's been three weeks now. I've had no caffeine. You just do cold uh, turkey, sort of. Yeah, wow. cold turkey. I've switched to decaf, okay. which isn't as bad as it sounds, yeah. like, because my habit of getting to work and making a coffee is still there, but I'm just not having any caffeine. Mm. So it's still working, but I, I don't know if I feel better or not. I don't know if it's increased my sleep. Can you tell a difference? I think so. I think I sleep a lot better throughout the night. There's no nonsense now. There's, it's not yeah. difficult to get to sleep as it used to be, but... I don't know if it's worth the trade-off. Now, throughout the day, I'm just feeling a bit groggy and less focused. And it accumulates, so then you can actually fall asleep. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, when you get home. I don't know. Would you Have you done that before? Just giving up caffeine? I don't think I've really had that much of a problem with caffeine. I don't think... For me, it's obviously surprise, surprise, sugar. <laughs> Cutting sugar out of my tea was probably, you know, the best thing that I did. But I'll have... If I fancy something and it's quite late in the day, then I'll just do like a decaf. Oh, yeah. I don't drink coffee anyway to begin with. I'll just drink tea, but I can go several weeks without drinking tea. Oh, so you have very little caffeine anyway? Yeah. You're not addicted. That's I'm not, not addicted. Fair. That's not fair, yeah. I'm, I think I was addicted. Easily three, four coffees in the morning. Ah, oh, I judge you. I judge you. I know, you. I know. Judge, judge, judge. But it's probably not as bad. Now, I, don't, I don't go out and buy coffee. Oh, yeah. Which is probably a bit more... A bit pricey. Yeah. And in London, everybody does it, right? Oh, it's just one of those things. You go out, you get a coffee. and Yeah, but they normally give you coffee at work. But I think people are just really like fussy about the kind of coffee that yeah. they have. It's like, oh, no, this isn't Arabica beans. <laughs> this is you not know? the right blend. But I don't understand because I don't drink coffee. So for me, it's just like you sound really ponzi. Yeah, it doesn't work with tea. <laughs> you know, with coffee, it works. You, know, you want a, a proper cup of coffee from... You know, it has to be select beans and all this yeah. and that made in a certain way. Tea is just tea. I don't know the leaves. I'm just like, my favorite is PG Tips. It's because I grew up on that. We, we're not uh, we're not sponsored by PG Tips, no. just for the record. I'll just mention Yorkshire tea because I don't drink that. People <laughs> 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 do. Typhoo. Yeah, don't drink that. I don't think I'd consider myself that much of a cheese, a cheese fanatic, tea fanatic. You are a cheese fanatic. Cheese. I've witnessed this firsthand. Cheese. <laughs> I don't like the smelly cheese though that can just go away oh yeah cheese. disgusting but sometimes they are the best you never they're, know they're never the best how far would you go for a cup of coffee or tea well not far for a coffee <laughs> i would go anywhere <laughs> for a coffee <laughs> for a tea uh i don't know it's just so easy to get tea right you just get like a box of tea bags and hot water not too far i wouldn't go i just walk around the street to get it i wouldn't get on a train to get a cup of tea did you hear about the man get this this man went and visited fifteen thousand of the world's starbucks in in 22 years he's spent his time most weekends on kind of taking time off work to visit a different starbucks what fifteen thousand he's done fifteen thousand starbucks my god what (laughs) yeah right (laughs) fifteen thousand how long has that taken him uh 22 years so far um (gasps) 22 years when he started his mission 
22 years ago, there was only 1,500 locations in the US. Oh, okay. So then I, I think he must have thought, oh, that's easy. You do a couple here and there. Yeah. Do three, four on a day. Yeah, that's probably manageable. Yeah, you could definitely yeah, do that. Yeah, 1,500 is nothing. Yeah. But now there's like 30,000 around the world. Yeah, that's why that confused me when you were like, there was 1,500 lo locations in Starbucks. I'm like, in Starbucks in the US. It's like, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's more. <laughs> Give that there's one on like every street in most countries. I know, right? It's just... Everywhere. Good, good, good aspirations in life. But imagine taking your ti your holiday, your annual leave, and you don't get much in the states, to be fair, uh, and using that to <laughs> go to Starbucks, which is what you'd probably normally do on the way to work anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he would probably see different states and stuff. Yeah, well, he's gone around the world, has he? And he's dedicated most weekends to what he's or what he's called starbucking start is that a, a new is that a verb now <laughs> to starbucks yeah, <laughs> starbucking right now <laughs> call you later to starbuck, to starbuck. <laughs> so he's, he's been starbucking for 22 years <laughs> i think he goes around the world he's been to denmark qatar wow. you name it he's been there wait so he's paying for this himself it's not like part of his job or anything no this is just a passion wow. this is a man with a passion wow. for coffee They must and, know um, him. Like he must be quite famous in the Starbucks world. They should just give him free Starbucks now. Just say, <laughs> yeah, here's a special think he'd, card. He deserve it. He'd earn it. You can have a little espresso on oh, us. Dear. Crazy. So why did he do this? I, I think so. The article, the article I'm reading says that when he initially went to Starbucks, it was the first place where he made some new friends, made Aww. you know a nice group of friends, and it, okay. I think it had some sentimental value to him. Okay. You know, just a place where you can call home away from home. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's. But then that. I'm struggling to see the jump from that to trying to go to every Starbucks in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yeah, I don't see the link. I know. It's Maybe crazy. he's thinking he'd, he'd find like-minded Starbucks people who love to Starbuck. <laughs> Maybe he can grow his, uh, his cult. Starbucking. The, the cult of Starbuck. Maybe it's going to be like a thing where lots of people do this. Yeah. They would travel together just to go to Starbucks. Extreme coffee drinking. Yeah. He must love Starbucks though. He must be like addicted to caffeine. Well, interesting you say that because, okay, let me read the exact quote. Okay. It's hard to talk about my favorite Starbucks item because I don't enjoy the taste of Starbucks anymore. <laughs> it's either What? tolerable or okay. What? But it's never good or great coffee anymore. What? So he's Why been is he doing this? <laughs> I don't know. So he doesn't even like Starbucks and he's going <laughs> to 15,000 of the world's Starbucks. He's had 15,000 drinks that he doesn't really enjoy. Christ. Why oh is he doing God. it? And a cup of coffee, I think in London, maybe in Starbucks, it's like three pounds something just for like the smallest one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't drink coffee, so I'm just eyeballing here. <laughs> But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That like is... flights and <laughs> working out where the Starbucks is. Maybe if he did it for charity. Oh, I don't yeah. know which charity, but, you know, maybe he can get funded, sponsored. Coffee charity? <laughs> yeah, for, like, heart conditions or something. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for all those people who can't drink coffee because they have heart conditions. I'm doing it for them. <laughs> I've had 15,000 cups of coffee for them oh, and only for them. I love that he says he doesn't enjoy the taste of Starbucks anymore. He's I had it so much, he's like, no, nah, this is actually quite shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's either tolerable or okay. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Not good. So I'm guessing sad. you wouldn't do that. Uh, Hell no, because mm. I'm not a coffee gal. Would, would you do it for tea? No. Would you I go mean, and visit 1,000 tea houses in the world? I like tea, but to be honest... Tea is a vessel for me to eat biscuits. <laughs> oh, you and your addiction. <laughs> you're, you're having a go I at this guy for having really his addiction. I only make tea 
because I need to dunk biscuits in them. Otherwise, I could do without. <laughs> tea is your gateway drug. It is. It actually is when it comes to biscuits. So I'll have biscuits at work. I'll be like, well, I need to make a cup of tea now because I need to eat these biscuits. <laughs> I can't just eat them on their own. I need to have That's, some tea. <laughs> it's blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, basically... Tea is your gateway drug <laughs> to other yeah, biscuits. To more biscuits and sugar and sweet things. Uh, and chocolate. But I wouldn't really just have tea on its own. I'm not that much of an adult to be like, ah, oh, just have a cup of tea. No, no, no. <laughs> I, need, I need biscuits with it. <laughs> it was weird. When I went uh, to South Korea, yeah. and I think it was in Seoul, there were so many Starbucks there. Like, there's so many. So you can stand at one Starbucks and you can basically see the next one. <laughs> and you go to that one. From there, you could see the next one. Oh, wow. It's just so many Starbucks. Love- Starbucks, yeah. Super it's quite big in Asia, though, isn't it? Starbucks. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. That and 7-Eleven, which oh, they, I they love just don't have here. We need to have 7-Eleven in the UK. Right? Yeah, there's none. The none. Well, I've, I've not come across one. No, I don't think I've seen... The 7-Elevens in Japan are the best ones in the whole world. Really? Yeah. What do they the, sell? The food is so good. And they have fresh sushi and noodles and rice and eggs and like onigiri, which is like the little like triangular rice snack things. Ooh. They're like stuffed with like tuna or chicken or anything like that. So it's like good on the go stuff. Oh, and nice. They have like packed lunches, like the Japanese style packed lunches. And they've got they've got like a dessert section. So all the way around this section is just like mousse, chocolates biscuits so it sounds like an ikea but for desserts it's better you know, when because... you're forced to walk through it there's no easy way out of an ikea yeah, you gotta follow the road <laughs> and then they sell fried chicken sausages and stuff at the front where the till is they have a hot area and you can get croquettes and stuff oh, man. So i mean you could just live off 7-eleven in japan i think i might have to we need that here in the uk but it would probably just be full of cider and uh, i don't know cigarettes pasties just, just cigarettes hot hot cigarettes we wouldn't have good quality food that we have in japan it would be it would just be like chips. crisps <laughs> <laughs> chips <laughs> ketchup yeah here's a cup of ketchup for you sir <laughs> and how are you feeling today Feeling a bit rough mate to be honest a little bit rough why because of yesterday, uh, we ate a lot of food and then we drank even more than that. <laughs> I think I just consumed far too much and I'm just shattered. Oh, it was so funny. And I just couldn't really sleep very well because, I don't know, living where I live in London, you could hear like the neighbours blink. <laughs> so it's quite difficult if they like, if they fucking move. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not as loud as maybe living in central London would be, which I could never, ever afford. Where do you think would be the best place in London? For a good night's uh, rest. Probably a really posh, posh, posh place. Because we were talking about this before. And I found a guide on the best place to get a night's sleep in London. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and I don't live in any of these places. So that's Neither why do I. I. So, today. <laughs> so the plum guide is something that I've just come across. And it's basically a guide for people who have so much money that they just don't really know what to do with it. So it just tells you the best places to live when you've got like a gajillion pounds in your pocket. <laughs> You know, so this isn't like a normal kind of an analysis that regular people like you and I would be used to. (laughs) But the Plum Guide has analysed neighbourhoods, which gives you the best night's sleep. Uh, There's like a list of things that they've looked at. So they've looked at the mattress, if it's high quality, the size of the bed, average decibel levels in the bedroom, quality of linen. So if it's French linen and the thread count, um, they're looking at the quality of your pillows, the blinds, if they're like blackout blinds, quality of a duvet. 
They look oh at everything. Oh, my God. This is a really intense test, this is which I was not aware of until proper today. Proper science. You know, we don't need to cure cancer or anything like that. <laughs> I'm so glad that all of our taxpayers' money is going into deep research into how we sleep. <laughs> and not even how we sleep. It's about how <laughs> rich people sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is rich people. I think this is like a, a private uh, exercise. Not funded by the government. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's funded by the government. <laughs> oh, thank God. I feel better but now. But the plum, the plum guide, they're... Mm really for the very wealthy so on their website it says they are look for the top one percent of homes in the world so you've got to be that kind of level obviously you and i will never ever be able to sniff one of those rooms oh speak for yourself oh okay sorry, yeah. mate. sorry. i'm an optimist <laughs> <laughs> i will break into a house and sleep this in podcast there. yeah you know <laughs> yes let's <laughs> Give kick us it off like two more two we'll, more episodes sponsored we'll be in by that pg one. tips <laughs> or starbucks at this tips. rate <laughs> Starbucks and shitbed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the best place to sleep is Kensington. Surprisingly, is it really surprisingly? Not really, because it's London's richest area. I guess United Kingdom's richest area. Yeah, it is because they had like the biggest size beds. They got a higher rating. So their average number, uh, the average size of their bed is a super king size bed. Oh man, which is basically like two meters by two meters or just under two meters. Imagine having a bed like that to yourself. <laughs> Super king bed. I didn't even Super know that, king. that existed. I mean, imagine having to change your sheets all the time. It'll take fucking ages. Yeah. <laughs> I can't having, reach the other end. Yeah, imagine having a room big enough to fit a super king bed. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, sorry, that's the guest room. The master bedroom is actually much bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, which, we don't even have a floor. It's just a giant mattress. The floor is the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so Kensington, not surprised that they win that one because it's a very rich area. It's very expensive place to live i think on average people in kensington and chelsea earn three times more than the national average oh, i think i feel like you have to if you're gonna live there though. yeah i'm guessing Honestly. even if you earn three times more than the national average you, you're yeah. not living lavishly no right <laughs> definitely oh, that's just well, to get into the area yeah and then you need to like do it up and make it all really nice and stuff runners up were shoreditch Hampstead. so shoreditch is quite a kind of more of a hipstery area. Yeah. Quite central now, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good Quite now. artsy, nice nightlife and stuff. So they got points for having m- most places with blackout blinds. Oh, yeah. If it's just really, really dark. Blackout blinds give me anxiety. I don't know about you. Why? But it's just sleeping and the sun will never come up. But, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I know some people like to wake up when, when the sun is rising. So you kind of slowly, the room slowly gets brighter and brighter and then you kind of wake up naturally. Yeah, that's what I do. It's a risk though. I need my alarm. I can't just wake up. I know, but the, the blackout blinds, it's just, it could be, like you could wake up and instantly, it could either be eight in the morning, it could be three in the afternoon, it could be any time. Yeah. And it's that, that anxiety of claustrophobia. Ugh. You're so weird, Pooj. I know, right. But how does that give you anxiety? But then you can be in a flotation tank, which is basically two meters by three meters <laughs> yeah it's tiny and it's, right <laughs> it's tiny and it's just black there's no sound there's no light there's nothing because i know that i'll be out of there within an hour oh, or, or okay. two hours whatever it may be but i know there's going to be an end limit to that yeah so i don't need to worry about the time or or anything like that but sleeping when it's in a blackout room yeah Ooh, i don't know i'm not a fan too risky yeah it gives me anxiety crack open a window <laughs> oh yeah i need some of that london sound some <laughs> yeah. alarms uh sirens that fresh air <laughs> pollution just some of that pollution yeah break dust or whatever else pollen oh, bring pollen. it in shove it into yeah. my nostrils a couple of kids yelling outside <laughs> definitely ideal sleeping conditions for londoners 
So are you moving to Kensington? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you could find me some money, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be able to it. just afford like a shoebox and then I will have nothing in there because I'll be sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Or take your car and park it in Kensington and sleep. Yeah, but even the parking rates there are really expensive, aren't they, Pooja? Same as rent. It's probably cheaper for me to rent somewhere else <laughs> than actually park my car in Kensington. <laughs> There's yeah. no escape. Hampstead was also well rated for sleep. Hampstead, yeah, Hampstead's a nice area. Like green, again, quite it is. expensive, but it's nice. I can see why people had good night's sleep there. I know, maybe I should move to one of these places. <sighs> yeah, just sell your kidneys. Be right. Sell my kidneys and then I can start drinking caffeine again because <laughs> I'll be sleeping in an area which is better for sleep anyway. Yeah. Will that cancel out? If, <laughs> so if I need to move to Kensington and then I can drink coffee again. Yeah. So you, you spend a lot of money so you can move to Ken- Kensington and you spend even more money so you can drink coffee. How many Starbucks are in the UK? Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to try and start Starbucking? Maybe. The trend. Extreme Starbucking. Extreme. Maybe I oh, go God. into How every do Starbucks do doing a handstand. Oh geez. Yeah. Ordering upside down. Order upside down, drink it upside down. <laughs> Third degree burns on my chest as every coffee just pours down the wrong way. No, actually, it wouldn't. It would just be on the top of my head. Mm, I've not thought this through. I don't think this needs to catch on. Please, nobody else start Starbucks. No, do it. We don't. I highly don't recommend everybody don't start Starbucks. <laughs> In order to save the planet. Are we sponsored by Starbucks, Pooch? Because if we're not, we should not be telling people to start Starbucks. We'll, we'll never be sponsored by Starbucks with that attitude. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I'm sorry, your your attitude. I love sorry, Starbucks. I need to live in Kensington. Thank you, Starbucks, all high and mighty, money. with your green logo <laughs> and your delicious, delicious non-sewage tasting coffee. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> well, the the quote to take away today is: "It's tolerable, but it's never good or great." <laughs> As is life. <laughs> describe everything. Oh, how was your day today? Well, it wasn't good or great. <laughs> it was tolerable. It was tolerable. <laughs> oh, right. How's, how's your food? Well, it's tolerable. <laughs> it's just not. I haven't vomited. Therefore, it's a success. And on that note, that's all we have time for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or finding us on Instagram at thecheerfulcynicspodcast. Have a good week, everyone, wherever you are. Bye, guys. Bye.